All right, welcome to take, I didn't even know what we're at at this point, yeah. of episode 12 of the Noble Podcast. Uh, this is the first and last time I said it was the last time you're going to hear this, but I was wrong too because we had a problem there. But we've had problems with internet, with microphones, with computers, and everything else here today. So uh, this is my little little rant on, on technology just not working very well today, uh, rebooting computers and, and all that. But we finally got her going, and I said, if this doesn't work, I'm just pulling my phone out, and we're going to record an episode on that. And so God willing, we won't have to do that, and this will hold out. So today uh, we were talking about, and we're going to talk about, uh, just doing an update episode here. Uh, Nick and I have both been kind of off on different adventures over the past month and recorded some uh, individual podcasts and now it's time to come back together and just we're going to do an update on on where we've been and Nick has been traveling man uh, doing doing trade shows and having some successes and some frustrations with that and so Nick why don't you share a little bit about where you've been and what you've been uh, up to the past couple of weeks. Sure so the the months of June and July are probably the the most heavily traveled period of time that I've had in recent memory. So a handful of different uh, kind of partner events with uh, a couple with Climate Corporation and their FieldView platform who we're going to be integrating with. And then probably the biggest one was, um, <coughs> well, then also InfoAg, Industry Trade Show, which was down in St. Louis a couple weeks ago. And last week we attended... Um, the Hefties Egg PhD Field Day in Southeast South Dakota, which is a one-day trade show um, with about 10,000 people there is what their count has been. And so, you know, good to just kind of put faces to names, uh, network, you know, nurture relationships that you, you know, that we already have with people. But, you know, I've mentioned an a bunch of times and I'll probably mention over and over on this podcast that we've built our business on the back of email marketing, generating content, putting blog posts out there, videos, and you know, can do those things from the office. And the amount of time, the amount of preparation is just at a much lower scale than than an in-person event. And so uh, I'm a big believer in adding value to people and in exchange for that, um, you know, getting an email address and, and slowly building up and nurturing that relationship. So this, the t- two climate field view events I was at, InfoAg, those are more industry events. The trade show that I was at, the, the Ag PhD field day, was a farmer facing event where there's gonna be many people in our target market. So I tried to think of some, a creative way to get people's contact information. And so I put together this spinning wheel there's 14 spots on this wheel. Uh, can get some hats, some stickers, this free Excel for Farmers email course that we have, and you know even an iPad and some Amazon Kindle, some higher end gifts. And so, did an exercise where I took the cost of each one of those slots, uh, divided by 14, and then added it together to figure out what the weighted average cost would be on one spin of that wheel. And it was you know expensive but not out of line compared to you know what you know a lead is worth to our business but what ended up happening is we got to the trade show we got set up we had a couple people spin our wheel and then all of a sudden it got attention it like makes some noise when it spins 
you know, like the wheel, fortune wheel. Right. And just bombarded with people. So, so far, so good, right? So far, so good until like a mass amount of people came. And I'm not good at saying no. So you'd have a family show up. They'd have four kids. They'd all spin the wheel um, or just big, you know, groups of kids or people that just obviously aren't farmers, you know, uh, you know, had a lot of good conversations with, you know, a couple older women, but, you know, 90 (laughs) years old, they don't have email. um, So they offered, you know, they give us their physical address, which, you know, isn't going to be of any good to us. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I try. I quickly realized that it, this is not going to be what I thought it is. So let's just have fun with it. You know, let's not be a grump and and shut people down and tell them no and be a jerk. And so we just went with it. You know, at the end of the day, there's probably you know we probably gave out 500 different gifts, and mm-hmm. out of those 500, you know, that, that's 500 people who now they'll at least recognize, you know, this Harvest Prophet name. Um, you know, with the cost of the show and the cost of the gifts, you know, we got well over $5,000 invested in that trade show. And at our stage of business, you, know, you just can't... That's a good investment for one one day. Yeah, we just can't really be afford to be investing, you know, six, seven, eight thousand dollars in in brand awareness stuff unless it's just really hitting our, our target market. And I think I estimated about one in ten people that played our little game we're in our target market and it might even be as as low as one in 20 so at the end of the day in in at the end i was kind of disappointed myself because i um you you can conduct contests on facebook on twitter to try to get people's email information but that email isn't going to be worth anything because they signed up playing a game a gimmick and I know that, and I've tried to shy away from stuff like that. But, you know, here I was doing that, and the results were exactly what... The, the exact reason why we haven't done some of that stuff in the past online kind of hit us over the head at the, the Hefty's Ag PhD field day. Did so, you think it would be different just kind of being in person, that it would be more targeted? Or what, did you think through that, or you just thought it would be kind I of fun? I just thought it, it would... Or? I thought it would be fun to try it, and, you know, I just kind of... It's a pretty intense farm trade show. Like, yeah. you know, there, you know, if you go to a, a fair or even uh, big iron, the big iron trade show in right. Fargo here, there's some, you know, people flipping pans and selling insurance, and and you know you're not going to get just all farmers. But this field day is all like the, every single exhibit and speaker is really focused on the farm. So I underestimated the amount of. You know, children, non-farmers, they yep. would be there. So, is that one of your first times kind of working a booth at a show? I, I've worked bo- I've worked booths in the past. So, you know, I'm kind of familiar with the slaw. The, you know, just yeah, it, it kind of sucks the life out of you a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, people, most people are there to ignore you, and then you get a fair amount of tire kickers. It just, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, we actually saw probably six or seven of our customers there, mm-hmm. so got to put a fi- put face to names there, um, chat with people that we're already doing business with. So that was great. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, you you live and you learn, and it just really it's kind of another lesson that you know this this brand awareness type marketing 
um, like a trade show, like advertising. That stuff has its place, mm-hmm. but you really need to pick your poison when you're a small business and you don't have a big marketing budget. And I'm working on a podcast, I think we'll probably post it next week, that just talks about um, my further thoughts on this brand awareness marketing. Yeah. Um, well, if it, if it makes you feel better to talk about uh, trade show failures. So uh, when I worked at, at Miri and, and we were going to different farm trade shows for Bushel, uh, we went to Commodity Classic down in San Antonio. And Commodity Classic is one of the biggest farm shows in the nation. And yep. they get just a ton of really progressive farmers that are there. We wanted to create brand awareness for <clears throat> for Bushel and you know get them to go back home and talking to their grain elevators about uh, the platform. And so we had an idea. Let's, let's buy a drone and we'll skin it with um, a Bushel... And we were down there with Ag Week too. So it was Bushel and Ag Week, and we had this co-branded drone, and you know had people kind of writing their names on the on the paper slips. And we got a ton of traffic. We were one of the what's new things for Commodity Classic, so a bunch of people were coming by. But we had a stack of uh, things from farmers and people that was probably about four four inches thick of little paper leads. So it was a substantial amount of people to follow up with, right? Yeah. So did the drawing for the drone, gave it away at the show. The people were still there. They were excited. We thought, oh, good, this was a success. We got a lot of leads. We gave the thing away to a farmer and this and that. And we're packing up for the show. And we've got all of, like, our, our duffel bags and stuff for the show there for all of our things. This is probably, like, the fifth or sixth trade show that the three of us had been to. So we had this whole thing down to kind of a – we had a good system going for putting things away and, like, packing it up for the freight crew and all that. And then as we're packing stuff up, we just toss the, um, the stack of leads into one of the bags because we thought, well, we're just, you know, just putting all the trade show stuff together and we just put that in there. The freight company lost that bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just gone. I mean, Ryan, uh, he was the one that had signed the papers and stuff, and so he was the point of contact for it. I think for about a year afterwards, he was talking to these guys to try to figure out where this bag yeah. went, but it just disappeared. Yep. So, like, this yep. whole thing with this show and all these leads, <laughs> we're just we're just gone, nowhere nowhere to be found. So someone someone in South Dakota got, South Dakota got a nice DJI Phantom 4 skinned drone. Drone with a... <laughs> A whole bunch of farmer leads. A whole bunch of farm and the farmer or leads. the farmer leads disappeared. Farmer leads are just there yep. off in the Netherlands somewhere. Yep. So. so yeah, and that was our first time kind of doing a drawing like that before. Sure. We'd done these uh, can koozies and we were hustling like we had guys going around handing the koozies to people, and you're talking about you know people kind of kicking the tires or people that just don't want to talk to you. Yep. Like we were giving away free can koozies and there were people holding cold, wet bottles of beer. I'm like, you want a can koozie for your beer? And they would say, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, and I'd say, so you want your hand to be cold and wet? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but there's some people, they just they just want to say no. So, yeah, we were always trying different things too and, and that was our first show doing yep. a big drawing lead capture thing like that. Yep. And it was a, a big failure <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> for us with the ROI. So <laughs> it, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> You know, to me, it goes back to a uh, year and a half ago, maybe, I made this, you know, a lot of our, some of our customers were putting out a bunch of content on 
you know, spreadsheets are bad and our software is so much better than spreadsheets. Don't use spreadsheets. But to me, it's kind of an apples to oranges comparison. Spreadsheets just aren't meant to be databases. So right. I built this Excel for Farmers email-based course. Sends out a bunch of lessons on ways farmers can use spreadsheets. And don't charge much for that. You know, it's anywhere from $14, $25, um, $50. And you can build some really awesome tools for a farm um, that are you know, really high-end pieces of analytics. And that, you know, charging people for that mm-hmm. um, versus going to a trade show and paying to go, right? You're, you're, you're getting somebody, it's not going to move the needle on the business at all, yeah. but they're, they're buying it. It's adding value to their business and building up that relationship. That's the kind of stuff that, you know, is really, you know, we're going to do some of this trade, some trade shows. Um, frankly, it's, you know, some of them are fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun to get out and meet people and see new cities, but getting people comfortable with paying you for things you produce and delivering on that value, I think is a a much better way than, you know, trying to build a business through advertising. So anyway, that's my, I'm kind of excited here. I'm, I actually have, I'm speaking at a little event tomorrow. It's kind of a soil health field day. But I'm going to be in the office for most of the next couple of weeks, so I'm really looking forward to blocking and tackling and, and getting some work done. So what have, uh, well, I guess that's just my rant on brand awareness and being thoughtful and, and not expecting, you know, don't expect, you know, miraculous results. I could have easily talked myself into, you know, we're going to end up with 25 new customers out of that. Then it would be, you know probably would have left there in tears but start building hopes and dreams around yep. yeah <laughs> so anyway it's just a something we'll probably talk about a lot here is you know there is no really magic bullet in mm-hmm. in marketing in a niche product like this so um anyway that's my kind of interesting trade show experiment how are things yeah. going for you guys at genesis so the last i'm just looking at my calendar on the wall the last month or so uh, i spoke at two events spoke at uh, there's a a national group called One Million Cups, and I know Nick knows this, but I'm just explaining this to yep. people on the on the podcast. That uh, it started around this idea that get entrepreneurs and 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 business people and freelancers around, have a cup of coffee and conversations to get to know each other and just see how ideas can spread and people can help each other. And so uh, Fargo has the biggest, most well attended One Million Cups in the country. And I had an opportunity to speak at that here in in Fargo in June. That was a lot of fun. I got some really good contacts and some follow-ups from that. And and I've I've been scheduled to speak at a couple other ones. I I went to Bismarck uh, this past week. And then uh, next month I'll be in Des Moines. And then the month after that I'll be in Sioux Falls. So if anyone listening is in Des Moines or Sioux Falls, um, you know, you can reach out to me and we'll, we'll see if we can connect at one of those one of those shows and so uh, that's been a lot of fun just to go go and speak at those my co-founder Phil Rindle uh, spoke at a developers conference in um, in Bismarck too this the same day that I spoke at the thing so we, we went there for that then in the meantime on the business side we've um, gotten to the point now where our first couple of customers are starting to use 
our software. And so I've been involved in software implementation for a long time, and so I know that it's really important to involve them in the process throughout. And so we, you know, as we've been building stuff, taking time to show them, okay, here's where we're at with this. What are your thoughts? And you know, get their feedback to kind of weigh into, not necessarily to let it dictate what we do or don't do, but just to help clarify or kind of influence certain areas and then so there's no big glaring surprises like well why the heck isn't this in there or you know that's really dumb or you know those <laughs> those kind of things that happen if you just kind of build something in a vacuum and you know hope people are going to like it unless you know you're the next Steve Jobs and you just kind of create a miracle product that you know billions of people <laughs> buy we're not <laughs> we're not there we're not trying trying to be that and so had been going through that uh, the last three weeks just letting our own uh, customers just start to use it on their own and there's two things I kind of equate that to number one uh, when you're when you're driving when you're riding the car versus driving you get a different experience and so now that they're driving the car they have some different thoughts and input on you know some workflow or some user experience types of things and we've been able to clarify a few things with them and then there's just little bugs little issues little wrinkles that come up that you need to correct and that I kind of equate to when you're when you're when you're packing and moving a house the the first 85% is really easy it's the big boxes and the clothes and all that kind of stuff and then there's that last five or ten percent that's all the junk in the drawers or those little things that mm-hmm. ends up taking almost as much time as the <laughs> yep. the big things to deal with and so we're just kind of ironing out some of these little bugs and issues and you know as we're as we're doing that uh, it's just delaying when I would have liked to, you know, have the product fully released and complete and, and accepted. And that's also resulting in just uh, some delays in, in cash flow for the business because the way we structured the the contracts, because the product didn't fully exist when they bought it, just to kind of put some guardrails on things and make them feel comfortable of signing up. So it's uh, caused some delays in cash flow for the business. And so about a month ago I realized that was happening and we're you know we're we're bootstrapped and I've been uh, you know doing my thing since November and kind of bootstrapping myself too I said hey for those that don't for those that don't know bootstrap is no outside funding yeah yeah yeah, no outside funding so we're all doing this just internally through through our own money our own sweat equity and our own uh, types of things so I looked and I said you know in a month from now when we need this amount of money, it's not going to be here because we haven't been able to send these invoices out, and so there's just delays in that. So I said, I want to find alternative ways to generate income for the Peter Schott Family Corporation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't have to put stress on the on the business. And uh, one of the things that I had been looking at doing was just helping on the farm in the fall with uh, grain cart and some other things, and so. Uh, in the time before that, I just I called my brother and I said, "Hey, do you have anything else that you need done? Because I've got a little bit of downtime here while we're waiting for these releases to get done." And so there was an opportunity to to drive semi both with the water truck and the hauling corn to an ethanol plant. And so two to three days a week, I've been going down and and doing that. And in do, my, do you stay out at the farm then, or do you yeah, I stay there for a couple of days. Yeah, it's about two hours from here, so yep. I'll stay down there for two nights and work three days. That sure kind of thing. And, um, but like when I was driving the water truck, I would work for about an hour and then sit there for two or three hours. So like I had my laptop up on the steering wheel, of the semi yep. when it was parked out in the field. My phone was a hot spot, and using WhatsApp to call a reseller in Brazil and mm-hmm. talking to my co-founder in Malaysia and Phil here in Fargo, and you know keeping things 
moving and kind of influencing and poking and prodding where I need to, but then also having just some time to just kind of reflect and think and do some things. Sure. There, so that's that's been, it's actually been fun to do it. And, and the first time I started up the truck and I just sat there and I kind of looked in the mirror and I looked at myself and I said, if you ever had any doubt that you were committed to this entrepreneurial thing, this, yep, yep. <laughs> this seals it. And, you know, I've been able to kind of take some of that story and share it online and just, you know, get feedback from other entrepreneurs. There, There's a guy that runs a, a business that when he was getting started, uh, he, he flipped industrial parts and industrial products from different warehouses and things. And uh, he actually saved, this is an interesting story, he, he had an opportunity to do this one time and he kept doing it afterwards because he was making a little bit of money with it. But when he first started, he didn't have a forklift of his own, so he was like hooking a chain up to pallets and pulling them off of the truck. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> and doing, yep. doing, doing all this stuff to get going with it. And I know other entrepreneurs that have done little side gigs like moving furniture or fencing or, mm-hmm. you know, there's people that are, you know, coding or just doing doing different things on the side to so it was it was kind of fun to be able to share and and feel like you know i'm doing something like that too and people other plenty of other people have done it yeah too so um i've actually really enjoyed the experience so that's been a big focus for me so we're, we're just getting our product out the door we're getting it in the hands of people now we're starting to look at how to ramp up on on some other uh, other features and and tighten up some things has kind of been the main focus. Sure. Have you done have you done much sales and market? Have you are you keeping the sales and marketing going? Yeah. Or are so you kind of waiting for the product to fall into a line? Fall into line. It's getting to the point now where we're. I'm starting. I've been reaching out to. I call them friends and family, kind of customers, other people in the industry that I've got close relationships to. Sure. To start showing them the idea and we're getting some meetings and some different things lined up with yep with with groups like that that we can start talking to because there will never be a point where it's like absolutely 100 percent perfect no there's just always issues with mm-hmm. with software so um it's it's getting to the point now where we can start to show people and have some talking points around yep different things to get other people on that may be less familiar with where we're at as a sure. startup sounds good yeah how, uh, what do you, so the next couple weeks, what, uh, you know, other than you're, you're doing some traveling for, to Des Moines and, and Sioux Falls, kind of, as far as the product itself, do you have any, you know, without getting into too much nuance, uh-huh. like any near-term kind of hurdles or goals on, on where the software needs to get to start kind of having some of this cash flow come in? Yeah, so we have a couple things just to finish validating on some file transfer stuff that I'd say today or tomorrow we're going to have all that done and then get it validated with the with the customers and then I'm going to be working on some sales and marketing just some positioning stuff and talking point kind of stuff that we can start to use and send out to people and um, I've been working on a, a training manual a user manual as well and some training videos for specific pieces so I want to sure. have those finished also and, and start getting feedback from people yep, on yep. how helpful those are awesome yeah cool well i think you know, that kind of wraps it up for today my uh my adventures in brand awareness marketing and peter's kind of slogging through the 
the self-funded entrepreneur out and <laughs> driving some truck. That's yeah. uh, that's kind of fun and uh, allows you to. I bet you got to listen to some audiobooks and podcasts along the way. Is that? I some? did. Yeah, I listened to. I finished. I started and finished the book Principles by Ray Dalio, which okay. is a, a sixteen-hour. <laughs> yeah. Book. So I got I got through that, and then I just started. A book, the Entrepreneur's Guide to Keeping Your sh- Together. <laughs> yeah, yep. which um, that's a really good book, also. And I think you you had read that one yep, before yep. in the past. So, how about you? What have you been listening to or reading to that's been inspiring um, or interesting for you lately? There's a book called uh, I think it's I Love Capitalism by Ken Langone, who was the money guy behind Home Depot. So I read the other. Uh, I can't remember the name of the other Home Depot book by Bernie Marcus, and it was it was a great biography. I'm I'm really kind of attracted to these biography type business books versus uh, well, I've read a lot of business books and a lot of ones that tell you what to do. Versus, mm-hmm. And then the the entrepreneurial journey, the the journey of business people, I'm I'm kind of enjoying those more and more. But this one by Ken Langone, where he just talks through his career and just no holds barred really people that he worked great with he applauds and people that wronged him he there's just no there's no bs with this guy and it's just fun on fun hearing his his journey and then you know just listening to a kind of all of my my podcasts and you know none of them really none of them really jump out but um i just I think I find myself, I probably drive more now, um, just around. My wife says, hey, you know, need something at the store. Okay. And then I'm like, all right, I get a good 20, I can, 20 I can tackle a good yeah. podcast. Yeah. So, you know. You had listened to the Tim Ferriss, Jason Fried one. You said you are pretty excited about that the other day. What kind of stuck out on that, if you remember it at this point? Jason Fried is the co-founder of Basecamp. Basecamp makes project management software. They have a relatively small team. They're highly profitable. There's folks on making the best product they can, um, keeping it rather simple and not trying to tackle every problem. Uh, and he just talks about kind of working, you know, working sane. You don't need to work 100 hours a week. Just do the best work you can. You know, compensate people well, treat people well. So we really just like a lot of their business philosophies. They're, they're definitely quite left-leaning um in their philosophies and he he threw in a little jab on corn like how he hates corn because it causes all these problems with the environment and i was like oh man because i really like jason fried and oh he's just misinformed yeah yeah he uh we got to feed what is it six seven billion people Mm -hmm. and uh yeah in an ideal world you know having a bunch of happy grass-fed animals would you know would be great but that's just kind of not in reality at the moment so uh anyway yeah that was just yeah, a, we could a, talk a, for a while about just that whole topic yeah right yeah <laughs> a really a re, i just really love the company base camp and you know specifically their corporate philosophies on a lot of things so so yeah we appreciate everybody kind of here with uh, you know following along our journey i know we haven't maybe been as consistent as we like but we're going to try to get this process figured out on how to do some of this stuff remote and i think <laughs> next week we'll have a podcast on some of the taking another 
kind of another rant of mine on brand awareness. And then the following week, I think we'll have some kind of exciting news to share. So look forward to following our journey and we will keep in touch. Yep. And if you're listening and you have, maybe you've done a little side hustle while you're starting your business, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Or if you've been to a trade show, either on the uh, customer end or on the business side of it and have just kind of thoughts on what you've seen, cool people, what things, cool things people have done or interesting ideas. We'd love to hear comments on that as well. So uh, with that, we'll sign off. Have a great week and until next time, um, have a good one.